Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Lucas. Another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders for you guys. Today, we're going to do a little bit of a recap of something I believe we covered way back at the beginning. We are going to revisit uh, the cancellation policies as a host. Um, Lucas would probably know better than I would. He's got a big old list of these episodes. I don't know which one it was, but I believe it was in our first 20 or 30 episodes we talked about this. Does that sound right, bro? Yeah, would have been over a year ago. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's the reason we're coming back to it. Um, We're going to discuss today the host penalties for canceling a reservation, what circumstances by which you can cancel, effective through uh, August 21st, 2022. New policies coming down the line. They are going to be effective the morning of August 22nd, 2022. So um, everything we are talking about that's new is for post August 22nd, 22. And everything we are recapping is good through August 21st, 22. So uh, depending on when you listen to this, the time is ticking. And at other times you may hear this and the deadline has already passed. So with that latter statement in mind, I'm going to try and keep the recap short so that you don't listen to a bunch of irrelevant info if you're listening to this in October or November of 2022 or beyond. All right. Um, so as it sits right now, um, let's, let's put it this way. First things first, are there situations where you as a host need to cancel? Lucas, you've had a couple of things come up. We talked about one recently, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, um, I mean, I've had a slew of reasons why I need to cancel, but I try to keep cancellations to the minimum, right? I, I probably have less than one or two a year. Yeah. Um, but in the past I've had, you know, I've had to learn the hard way on people who snipe pricing that it's a year in advance. And uh, unfortunately, on the Facebook pages, people who are not really business oriented would straight up tell me, oh, that's your mistake. You need to own it. Um, I'm not going to own a $400 a night mistake on, <laughs> on a week reservation. Sorry, it's You're not going to happen. Cancel. I'm going to cancel. And these yeah. people are like, oh, they, they you know, I, I posted about it once in the Facebook groups and they were they were. Some of those people got on me. They're like, oh, you were, you're in the wrong. You need to let those people stay. And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm, I'm a business person and I reserve the right to cancel that reservation and make the money that I'm supposed to make. Yeah. Um, now, but, what we need to do is discuss whether or not what you did or how you handled it was able to fit inside of the uh, uh, cancellation policy without adverse consequences against you. Um, and what does that mean? Right. So let's get right into it. Um, Again, super quick recap on the current cancellation policies, okay? So Lucas and I will do our best at not getting on a tangent. <laughs> yes. All right, buddy. Here we go. Right. So um, cancellations um, that will have um, no, let's see, adverse consequences on you as a host. There are certain circumstances that Airbnb would allow the cancellation. Now, what do those look like? And I want to I mention new cancellation policy versus existing cancellation policy, the adverse consequences to a host, uh, the way to avoid those is the same. 
So if a host has to cancel for unavoidable reasons, Airbnb will let you off the hook without any penalties. Uh, currently, currently the penalties, if you cancel a reservation that's confirmed, a fee will be deducted from your next payout after the cancellation. And the amount depends entirely on when you accepted the reservation and how soon before check-in you canceled it. So if the check-in is more than seven days, or if the cancellation is more than seven days before the check-in, you will have $50 deducted from your next payout. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot. If you're doing a room rental at $35 or $40 a night, it is a lot. If you're doing uh, whole entire home rentals at $100 to $400 a night, $50 is not a lot. Um, it also says that if it's less than seven days before check-in, it's $100 deducted from your next payout. So same, same comparison. Um, I'm going to be honest. Be- I mean, I guess up until this point, I didn't realize that 50 and $100 existed. But in, in the current state of things, I've only ever canceled like one reservation on Airbnb mm-hmm. um, and then one on VRBO. But those, those fines would not deter me from canceling somebody's reservation should push come to shove. Uh, if you had to. Yeah, if I had to, they those yeah. would not, you know, deter me yeah. from from doing that because it's just not a very big fine. Yeah. So they'll also go ahead and block those days in your calendar um, so that you can't use them for someone else. Um, and then they'll follow that up with the guest uh, won't get the opportunity to leave you a review, but Airbnb will leave one for you. And it will show in place of a guest leaving a review, it will say the host canceled this reservation. I've seen that Um, you can write a public response to clarify why you needed to cancel, but either way um, you're going to have the review on there. And here's a neat caveat. If you cancel on the day of check-in or later, the guest can leave a review. They won't be a default review. The guest can leave a review, which means the guest can tell the world how unreliable you are. Um, If you cancel three or more reservations within a year, they can suspend or deactivate your listing. There's the rub. If you are a habitual canceller, uh, you're just going to be taken off the platform. Why? Because cancellations look bad for Airbnb and they reduce the confidence that guests have that hosts on Airbnb are reliable. That's why. Okay. The last and final thing that can happen is you will lose your super host status. Uh, it, it's a chance that you would lose your super host status. Um, if you don't have a high enough, um, a low enough cancellation rate. Um, so one of the criteria for being a super host, if you recall from that episode a while back, is that you have to have less than a 1% cancellation rate. Um, now, how do you avoid the adverse consequences? We just capped, uh, recap there quickly. Uh, and again, these adverse consequences are the same, or I'm sorry, the, the avoiding adverse consequences is the same for the new policy, which we'll get to in a moment, and the new one. So an extenuating circumstance, um, such as declared emergencies or epidemics or government travel restrictions. Um, So let's look at that really quickly. Um, That could be government travel restrictions uh, imposed by a governmental agency that prevent or prohibit traveling to staying at or returning from the listing location. Um, This is not travel advisories, guys. So if the State Department puts out, you know, hey, we don't really want you going to XYZ uh, country, some terrorist activity, it's not advised to go there. That is not a reason for you to cancel uh, as a host. 
declared emergencies or epidemics um, does not include endemic or commonly associated uh, diseases with in an area. In other words, uh, like malaria in Thailand or uh, what is it? Uh, what's this one here they list in Hawaii? Den- dengue fever, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and also changes to government travel requirements are considered a um, uh, in a in extenuating circumstances. So in other words, uh, if somebody's uh, blocking passports or visas from one country to another, um, and it means that the you know you can't you can't host somebody or whatever, then yeah, a cancel uh, you can cancel without a penalty. This doesn't include lost or expired travel documents or other personal circumstances relating to a guest authorization to travel. That's not considering an extenuating circumstance. That's their mistakes. Uh, military actions, other hostilities. So, I mean, we're seeing this in Ukraine, I'm sure. Uh, there's hosts over there that I'm sure are having to cancel. Um, but it includes things like um, acts of war, hostilities, invasion, civil war, terrorism, explosions, bombing. It says rebellions. Here's one, riots, uh, insurrection, civil disorder, and civil unrest. Um, summer of 2020, as an example. I live in Minneapolis. A lot of my Airbnbs are in Minneapolis. Several of them were in the actual city of Minneapolis proper. Uh, there was a little bit of unrest here surrounding the George Floyd incident that took place here in Minneapolis that summer. Um, the world heard about that. So I, I'm pretty sure every listener on here knows about that situation. Um, I had multiple people ask me how close was the property that I'm about to check into. Uh, to these issues. And I reassured everybody that they would be okay. And I was, I was correct. Everybody was fine. Uh, last but not least, uh, natural disasters can be covered as well. Those can be a reason as a host that you can cover. Um, that does not include weather and natural conditions that are common enough to be foreseeable. Uh, so here's some bad news for you, Lucas. Hurricanes occurring during hurricane season in Florida, they specifically spell that, that out not included. So you cannot as a host go, well, there's going to be a hurricane. I'm going to go ahead and cancel these people. Can't do that. It doesn't count. It has to be abnormal events um, that are not foreseeable. Um, so there's that. An extenuating circumstance can give you an out as a host to cancel. Uh, if someone is blatantly going to violate the party and events policy that we covered in one of the previous episodes here recently, um, you can cancel. How would that happen? You got any ideas, Lucas? How, how would you know someone's about to throw a party? Um, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know how you, <laughs> I don't know how you would, uh, determine that unless they literally gave it away. Like, Oh, you know, I guess a young aged person, um, how about the people that put it on Facebook, there's going to be a big party and hand out yeah, flyers. If you, if you catch yeah. that, if you're doing yeah, exactly. some criminal background detective work, but I mean, for right. me, I don't, I don't have time to do that. So, yep. I, so I guess outside I of those really two things, yeah. So outside of those two things, we got valid reasons beyond the host control. Now this one gets a little bit more broad, such as emergency repairs, like a gas leak or a pipe burst, um, or serious personal illness that prevents hosting. Uh, if you are hosting one or two listings, and you are the cleaner, and you have maybe even gone into a space, and you got seriously ill, and it could be um, transferred to the guest, then that could be a problem, right? So um, they're throwing that out there. But a a gas leak, pipe burst, um, or otherwise, I mean, Lucas and I have had experience with this utility 
that isn't uh, working properly in general could be a reason to cancel. So if you called up and said, hey, there's not going to be any hot water at this place, um, you know, we, we can't host, and then they're going to let you cancel. Um, all right. So here is a caveat to that. If you all recall, a long time ago, we talked about instant book. Instant booking versus uh, screening every single booking request is for guys like Lucas and I that have multiple listings. I wouldn't want to operate without instant booking. I like instant booking. It works for me. I have all the preform messages. I have all my house guidelines. I have all my rules out there. They're spelled out. Um, if I had to sit and screen every booking and check them to approve them, it would be time consuming. It would be a pain in the neck to me and my co-host. We use instant booking. The caveat to instant booking, and you'll learn this, everybody, when you when you put your listing on, there will be a checkbox. Do you want to use instant booking or not? If you say yes, it will tell you if you use instant booking, you have an out. You are not going to be penalized for canceling an instant booked reservation. In other words, Airbnb wants you to use the function that makes it easier for guests to instantly get booked so they know they have a place. And they're not going to wait for you to respond and confirm a reservation. They want you to use that. So their their gift back to you is, hey, you're not stuck. You can back out of that reservation. Okay. So um, if you use instant book and you can and you need to cancel for a valid reason without consequences. Here are the examples. The guest makes it clear that they're going to break one of your house rules, like bringing a pet or smoking. So they've gone ahead, they've instant booked, and they're like, hey, by the way, I'm booked for July 4th weekend, and just bringing Rover along. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, listing said no dogs. What are you doing? Literally just had this happen. I just had a lady <laughs> uh, book one of my properties. And although I do allow pets, it says right in my description, 25 pounds. And mm-hmm. so she books, she goes, hey, um, we're thinking about my my husband and me and, and a couple other people are going to come and my dog. And so she hadn't booked at that point. She had inquired. And so mm-hmm. I said, hey, that sounds fine. I'm just going to need to know your dog's information, you know, yep. breed, weight. And uh, she then proceeded to instant book and not answer my question. She ignored you. She ignored me and she proceeded with the instant booking. And uh, And then I asked her again. I'm like, hey, I just need to know what your dog's information is. Um, it's in my description. I said, I assume since you've booked, you've seen that description and, and your dog meets the criteria. No, it turns out it's like a 65 pound lab. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, that's not so, gonna work. Yeah. So you were able now, did, did she decide to leave the dog at home or did you, she did, she decided to leave the dog at home. Okay. Okay. Um, well, as a follow-up that another reason is listed here, the listing doesn't fit the needs of the guests. For example, if it's not suitable for families or pets, I've had multiple people hit me up after they made the reservation and say, uh, by the way, we're going to have eight people. Are we good? <laughs> it's like you just booked a house that holds six. Why are you asking me if eight can stay there? You know, that happened too. Yeah, that happens quite often. Now, occasionally, occasionally, I find out that two of the eight human beings are tiny. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, listen. There are six sleeping spots for six adults, okay? If you want to put a baby in a, 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 a pack and play that you're bringing along, that's your call, you know? Or some babies are so small, they can sit in one of those little uh, car seat swing things. I don't know. Um, 
all the all the people with children are just laughing at me right now. I'm sure of it. But anyway, <laughs> um, either way, they you know they they made the call that they would have an infant sleep with them or something of that nature. Um, but one way or the other, if somebody over uh, books and they have too many people, that's another reason. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, and this is the big one, guys. They do let you cancel an instant booking with no penalty if the guest has several unfavorable reviews or lack of profile information that concerns you. So um, I have had multiple people who have booked, they've had a low rating. And uh, in addition to that, they've got some fake name that came from them using their Facebook login to make their Airbnb account. I don't know if Airbnb is still doing that. They used to allow Facebook login as a means of creating an account. And it led to a lot of bogus names. They made like nonsensical names, dude. No first and last name, no correct first name. It was weird. So anyway, some of those people, uh, I canceled on. I don't, I don't like the idea of hosting someone who I can't identify. And it, it seems fishy to me. Um, you know, and it's not every one of them, but it takes multiple factors, but you can back out for that reason. Um, all right. So let's go back to the new policy. So we've talked about what is covered and, and, and what ways, what are considered adverse um, consequences for you canceling and what are your caveats to those things. So now the new policy, so this is as of, this is effective. Like I said, um, it goes into effect on August, August 22nd. 22nd, 2022. Okay, so here we go. The new thing, it says we will impose fees subject to a minimum cancellation fee of $50 minimum. And now the maximum is $1,000. Wow. This is different. So this is why we felt like it deserved a whole episode uh, because that's quite large. Um, The fee is based on the reservation amount and when the reservation is canceled. So it's a multi- uh, factor fee determination. If the reservation is canceled 48 hours or less, or less before check-in or after check-in, the fee is 50% of the reservation amount for the nights not stayed. Wow. If the reservation is canceled more than 48 hours and 30 days or less before the check-in, the fee is 25% of the reservation amount. And if the reservation is canceled more than 30 days before check-in, it's 10%. So that is quite uh, the motivation to not attempt to cancel on people for any reason. Um, it says here, when calculating cancellation fees, the reservation amount includes the base rate, cleaning fee, and any pet fees, but excludes taxes and guest fees. If the calculated cancellation fee is less than $50, it will be adjusted up to $50. And if the calculated fee is more than a thousand, it will be adjusted down to a thousand dollars. So, you know, I would reach that thousand dollar threshold pretty often. So yeah, you would. I mean, that's a serious cancellation policy now for hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wouldn't toy around with that. I mean, even 10% of my reservations are going to be in the $400 range. Most times 300 to $400 range. Right. Um, you know, I mean, that seems excessive. And I think it's funny. It's like, all right, so who, you know, Airbnb has created another revenue stream for themselves, you know, well, not, not only that, but well, here's the thing, dude, you got to understand something here with these people. Some of these hosts, like you said, they're not business minded. 
which means they're not customer service minded sometimes. And when a person as a host has a beautiful lake home or some sort of vacation rental in some desirable spot and a friend of theirs or a family member says, hey, we'd really like it on these dates. We're going to come in town. And they made that trip with 30 days notice and somebody booked it six months ago with you. They've already got their life planned out and you decide you want it for your family. So you just cancel on them. That other family is probably going to end up at the Motel 6 to be in that area because all the other vacation rentals are booked. They now get no uh, reward for being ahead of schedule and booking six months in advance like a responsible party. In the meantime, your friend is staying there. Airbnb is sending the message loud and clear. You do that, it's going to cost you. And as always, this is going to put your super host status at risk as well. Um, if you do it enough times, they'll take away your listing altogether. Um, there's parts of it I like. There's parts of it that I think are a little heavy handed, but you know what? I think uh, capping it at a thousand, I think that's the fair thing because if you take the reservation canceled uh, 48 hours or less before check-in or even the one between 48 hours and 30 days, 25% of the reservation amount or 50% of the reservation amount could easily get over a thousand and they're giving you that grace to come down to a thousand. That's, you know, that's finding that middle ground. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's fair. I think it's fair personally. Um, now, again, everybody's got to remember certain valid reasons beyond your control and extenuating circumstances still apply. That's why we covered that first. Those are the reasons you can back out. This doesn't apply to instant book. Somebody instant books and you don't like them, you can still cancel them. Okay. You got a pipe burst, you can cancel them. If you have one of these situations happen, you simply need to produce an invoice. And I know you've had that happen, Lucas. Didn't you have a uh, person who um, they were about to show up and your AC crapped out? Yep. I've had a, um, I've had a person the day they were supposed to show up, the AC took a, started squealing and um, completely went out. So I had to uh, cancel that reservation and Airbnb didn't hold me accountable for that. It, there was no penalties, but I did have to submit some invoices and stuff like that in order to have that penalty removed. So you did have to give proof. Yep. And that's fair. I mean, we can't just call them up, blow smoke and say, oh, here's what happened. My bad. You got to get a receipt. Now, if you're an average individual, getting a receipt for that kind of work requires getting an actual professional in your house. And if you're trying to play games, I can tell you as a person in the remodeling business, those professionals are not showing up without a minimum fee. They're just not going to do it. They're not going to show up at your house. So you can play games with them and be like, Hey, can I get a receipt from your book? It's not happening. So (laughs) good luck with that. (laughs) So anyway, I, I guess the point here, and this is a point that, that we have made on different episodes on different topics repeatedly you are a business owner when you're a host. I don't care if you have one listing or 25 listings. It doesn't matter. Treat it like a business. Be a professional. You are in the hospitality business. And if you start making it a habit to give up your property to family and friends, or let's say you double a book on VRBO and Airbnb and one pays higher than the other, and you're selfishly jumping to the other one because it's higher, you're going to get held accountable for that. So that's, that's the point here. We, we have to follow through on our commitments. And honestly, this shouldn't even be a conversation among, amongst adults, but it is. Following through on what you say you're going to do should just be a policy in your life in general. <laughs> it just should. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So 
Um, anyway, take that for what it's worth, guys, and understand what we're dealing with here. That's just a new policy change that's coming down the pipe, and we we felt it was uh, worthy of an episode. So you got anything to add, buddy? No, you pretty much covered it all. All right, we're good there. Um, you know the drill, guys. Go hit us up on Instagram if you got anything to say. Um, like and subscribe to the podcast as usual. And in the meantime, be the best host you can be and go get that money. Go get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.